episode number two in this education. In this education, we will benefit from learning primarily about self-development. As I stated before, I only have one degree So anytime a person walked in with a lavender bed, it was healing and hygiene, it was salivating. And what that taught Calvinism is that the environment in which a person is subjected to or inhabited tends to dictate the behavior of the man because the behavior
and you somehow that up with governmental support, what you have unconsciously done is made that person into a trying to search for better words, offended by those things that are not purpose. But you have basically created a person who feels less about themselves. And if a person feels less about themselves, then nine times out of ten you tell them they're going to be Discursive reasoning, we perceive what is self evident step by self evident step to a conclusion. According to Locke's philosophy, all knowledge is founded on experience. As our mind is but a piece of blank white paper, it can do us no harm. It is the things that we experience via sensory perception and our reasoning which cultivates our knowledge base. The ability of humans to record experience knowledge into their minds builds a knowledge base which permits us to interact with our environment unlike any other form of life now, there was this African-American brother by the name of Naeem Akbar. He wrote in his book, Know Thyself, that we are able to redesign much about the environment that we live in because of our knowledge of it patterns our cycles. This knowledge is retained and passed on 
who in turn continue to pass on the knowledge and thus educates the future generation of that group's history. The passing on of historical knowledge is essential for growth and survival because it increases individual consciousness for all. But the problem arises when through competition one group conceals historical knowledge from the other group, thereby obtaining an advantage over their self-knowledge base. This is what Carter G. Woodson calls miseducation. G. Woodson says, the same educational process which inspires and stimulates the oppressor with, with the thought that he is everything and has accomplished everything worthwhile depresses and crushes at the same time the spark of genius in the Negro by making him feel that his race does not amount to much and will never measure up to the standards of our people. Now, I want to pause right there for a minute. And uh, hold that thought there because I want to give our audience a little bit of another great Piggybacking off of what Woodson, the quote I just gave you from Woodson, uh, W.B. Du Bois says that okay, W.B. Du Bois says a creation of prejudice towards the based on color or race has resulted in a color line where social injustice, economic injustice, oppression, forced servitude, and dehumanization to such a degree that the Negro battles with demons inside their mind between two consciousness. The consciousness of being a Negro and that this is what he termed as double consciousness. So what I'm trying to um, get at with these examples from these scholars and uh, the research from Pavlov is we as a people have been thrust into an educational system that was clearly defined for white supremacy. Brown versus Board Education desegregated the schools 
but the curriculum did not change. So you had black kids going to schools that were initially So you had the oppressed kids attending schools with the non-oppressed. So what they were being taught began to be taught to the black kids. That's why we see education or we have education that does not uplift Instead, it teaches them about the horrific circumstances and situations from which their ancestors came. It also teaches them about the unjust systems as though they are or were just. I say this because how many of you at the sound of my voice can slavery in America, American colonialism, how about um, the American Indian wars, the Trail of Tears, how about the pictures and images of Jim Crow, fast forward up to civil rights era, even when you learned about Abraham Lincoln and Emancipation Proclamation, and um, you learned about, um, I think it was Grant um, giving out the 40 acres, and then the white plantation owners or the white people coming back afterwards, taking the land back, and almost pretty much forcing the blacks in the South back into slavery. Even though you learned about all of these horrific circumstances and situations and you viewed these horrific pictures of African Americans hanging from trees while white KKK and non-KKK but white supremacists and racist people stood at the base of the tree while the body was still hanging, smiling and laughing with their children, watching body being hanged, even when you saw the images of a burnt, mutilated black body and white people standing around laughing and joking as though that was funny, or you watched a video during Black History Month and you saw Martin Luther King and the other civil rights uh, 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 advocates marching down the street peacefully just asking, please just treat us like a human being, and the police came and set set six their dogs on them, beat them with billy clubs, and, and the firemen shot them with water hoses, and uh, you have detectives and other agencies running in and locking people up and beating people, all for asking to be treated humanely. When did the next chapter of that book or the next uh, slide on that slide projector or the next scene in that movie showed the justice. 
you know, the people that committed those acts being arrested. You never saw them. Neither did I. So what it implied was, oh, well, let's, let's get a little deeper. When did you see the words come on the screen or the words in the book that this was unjust or that this was wrong or that the way African Americans was treated in America was the worst thing. But you saw that and you got those words when you read about the Holocaust. God rest that sweet soul to them. It did. As well as what happened to us. People that died gave their lives up in the transatlantic gang of American slave trade. But when did you see justice being implemented? You do not. So from an unconscious standpoint, to those that look like the victims, that was legal. Not only was it legal, it was a part of society. Not only was it a part of society, unconsciously to those who were similar in physical makeup to the victims. It was the norm, both externally and internally. This was the stimuli that they were being given. Someone has to start telling the truth. Someone has to come out and say, this is wrong. Somebody has to rewrite the education and say, this was an injustice. Although this was the way this country was built, the people who did it were wrong. Similar to what we deal we're, what we're dealing with right now, with those people storming the Capitol, walking out after they've looted and broke and uh, they broke into, looted and and and, and uh, terrorized. senators and representatives and the uh, police, Capitol Police and all the other individuals working inside the Capitol that day. Nothing happened. What we saw was a replay of American history. Only this time it was not just positioned affect the minorities, the African Americans or the black people, it was positioned to affect who they felt were the opposition. Now, I made reference uh, last week to uh, what happened 
is the PPP loan. And I had somebody to send me a message saying you had that you had that loan. Um it wasn't in Topeka, Kansas. It was um in Tulsa, Oklahoma. town called Coffeeville that was um, two high school white girls knocked on their neighbor door around 1.30 in the morning in 1927 and told them that they had been raped by three Negroes in an empty house next door the police arrested suspects that same evening around 3,000 white townspeople looted a sporting goods store they seized rifles ammunition and stormed the jail citywide breaking every window trying to get to these three Negroes now um, the reason I referred to this story is because of what what happened. They stormed three thousand people, similar to the Capitol, stormed in a sporting goods store and looted the sporting goods store of the town. Not only did they loot the sporting goods store to get rifles and guns, I mean rifles and, and ammunition, they took the looted rifles and ammunition and went over to the police department in the city hall and broke every window out to get to the three boys. Now, what's ironic at the time was blacks owned shops in that town at that time too. They had department stores, restaurants, you know, so on and so forth this came a lot of the blacks in that in, 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 in Coffeyville um, wind up I guess being put on the other side of the railroad track you know how they do that's a s- stereotype but it just happens to be a truth but I said all that to say again what are we going to do about this miseducation because what we see is a lack of understanding that skin color does not change the spirit that moves that color the spirit that drives that color 
This is what's most sit back and we will say how do these people know that Trump is not being truthful why do they follow and believe in his untruthfulness well you don't have to look too far to understand it we've been learning untruth since the origination of this country. What was done to the American Native the Native American was an untruth. The holiday that we worship, and I said that on purpose, every November justifies that untruth. Christmas. wasn't born in December. See, most of us are saved. The Bible is the infallible word of God. Yet we read it and we see we see untruth. I'm choosing my words here. So how can God be the truth, yet be speaking untruth? <laughs> but unless you are willing to say no, 
follow the truth. We're going to continue to bring progression. I told a spiritual advisor of mine that I was having trouble. because I understood that the Bible says slaves obey your masters that women belong to men um, that the man is the head of the woman that the daughter um, belongs to her father and so on and so on and so forth patriarchy I also understood stories in the Bible Old Testament and New Testament um, just didn't sit right with a God that loved God's people I mean how can one race of people be justified destroy another race of people in a genocide war because those people though they are living in poverty are worshipping what they call an idol or idols to God Psalm 82 verse 6 says though there be gods there are many gods another contradiction and I'm trying to understand is that love because clearly the God I know ancestors who gave me knowledge and gave me understanding that are still around guiding and protecting that's my belief so my dang because I believe that I'm blessed but there are to believe that you are there are also many who would have you to believe that God 
your financial contributions. Why? I don't think God is uh, trying to build no wealth. You know, uh, there are many who will see people starve. Who will see they won't lift a finger to try to do anything to help. See, that's not the God of the Bible. There are many people who look like me here in America that are incarcerated, mass incarcerated. they made bad decisions. Decisions that when you dig deep into them stem from the stimulus that they were given from childhood to adulthood. But what if we get that stimulus? What if we teach people poor, middle class, same opportunity and the same God that you feel or that you see because you you know you have more material wealth than the other has blessed you has also and can also and will also bless the one who does not have you know what if we as a people came together to food who and that they was given the same economic and educational opportunity as those as the wealthy. Just gonna keep it real as the wealthy. What if we taught the truth about where and whom much of the knowledge and the uh, uh, technology in the struggling within themselves to get past the 
the education curriculum that unconsciously supports white supremacy and black Within the last two decades, we've had some great advancements in blackness as being an African-American through black supremacy. What if God overrides racism? What if these two individuals reaching the greatest pinnacle in America are an example for the minorities? We see it a lot now in commercials, how minority children Given a beacon of hope, you know, as Didymus Blind say, they was being given a beacon of light to lift them out of the darkness. What if all of this is born of the churches, pastors, bishops, whatever label you want to put on yourself, got in front of their pulpits and stopped preaching and told the truth. Hmm. 
blessings to everyone. And remember, we are all from the same source. And God loves us all.